made it. We're finally here. All right. If we did everything right, then you will be listening to the first episode of Congrats on the Week. This is a fantasy hockey podcast where we're planning to give a weekly recap of what's going on in the league, uh, the Bay Area Hockey League to be specific, uh, our fantasy hockey league. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you're already a part of that league, but if not, uh, welcome. Hope you enjoy. Uh, Also, how the hell did you find us? (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. Glad you're here. Um, You know, we intended to record our first episode before the season began, doing sort of a post-draft reaction, um, but a couple of us got sick and we couldn't make it happen. Um, And then last week, we actually tried to re-record that episode, and of all things, uh, the files were corrupt and we lost everything. So here we are, uh, week five, I believe. Uh, Pretty crazy, but we're doing our first episode finally. So it will be a little bit of a mix of, you know, recapping last week, but also things that happened earlier on in the season. Um, A little mix of fantasy, a little mix of real NHL. Um, So hope you enjoy. If you are new here, the Bay Area Hockey League is a fantasy league that a bunch of us friends from the Bay Area started back in 2013. Uh, It's been going strong for quite a few years. And I'm Dan Otis. I'll be joined by Joshua Case and Adam Rourke, a couple of other guys from the league, uh, as we do these weekly recaps. Anyways, we're stoked to get this thing going finally. Week five. Here we go. On with the show. Congrats on the week, guys. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> did you both win? Hell no. <laughs> I think that I did win, actually. You pulled it out on like Friday, I think. But at one point yesterday, I noticed that if you had been playing Tyler, you guys were like two points apart at one point. <laughs> I was like, yep. damn, I wish that was happening. It's okay. I was playing Nick. His team always finds a way to lose. <laughs> Ouch. Mm, he's gonna get lucky this week that's where nick turns this podcast off (laughs) (laughs) bye nick we love you (laughs) if he loses to me he might actually quit (laughs) he might i'm the only team last week that didn't hit 2000 points so oh man i'm sorry dude those injuries suck it's okay i've embraced it (laughs) i appreciate that though and it looks like nick is well ahead of you so far which is unusual for him on a monday congrats on the week nick it's what is it week four week five i think it's week five week five. Oh my god (laughs) this is episode one week five (laughs) we uh we had recorded an entire episode last week that was like 30 minutes long and after we ended the call uh realized that all of the recorded files were gone uh so yeah, you guys, you, you'll miss out on that one. But, uh, you know, it was just us kind of like finding our groove and figuring things out. So maybe you didn't miss that much. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, one thing that we did talk about last week that I thought was kind of fun is right after the draft, um, I went through and put together just like super simple rankings based on three-year averages for every team based on who they had. Um, and so I wanted to read off kind of the rankings based on the, like immediately after the draft. 
So in first place, we had Mitch with 65,000 points, Waheed with 63,000 points. And third place, we had Mike with 62,000 points, which was kind of a surprise. I mean, the dude has been good in the league, but, you know, it's his second year back. Last year was kind of a wash for, you know, most of us. Um, but it's good to see him up there doing pretty well so far. I think he got a win last week against Justin. And then after that, it goes Tyler, me, Nick, Justin, Adam, Andrew Stanton, Matt, Josh in 11th place, bud. You gotta, you gotta fix that. Um, and then we round things off with Andrew, but, um, you know, so far it looks like that is not holding up. (laughs) Andrew gave me a run for my money last week and it came right down to the wire. I basically pulled it out just because uh, Jonas Brodeen ended up getting a super lucky empty net that, you know, Wahid will not let me forget. So <laughs> congrats on the week, bud. You know, for being a ranked 11th, I am currently two and two right in the middle of the pack. All right. That's 500. And I do have some pretty significant injuries. All right. Mark Stone. He's not nobody. He's going to be a, a bigger somebody next year when Eichel returns. You haven't made too many uh, changes other than waivers, but you haven't made any big trades yet. Have you, Josh? I have not. No, nobody will be reasonable with me with a trade. I get the Wahid offers. So <laughs> nothing, nothing everything reasonable. Everything starts at Mark Stone. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mark Stone's <laughs> injured. So now everything is uh, Bertuzzi and Bennett. Bertuzzi and Bennett. <laughs> Oh, man. Considering there's been quite a few trades and the rosters that the rankings were based on are pretty different. Um, you've done pretty well for yourself working that wire to be two and two. Yeah, you know, I mean, my defense is still uh, a problem, but uh, I do see some waiver <laughs> defensemen that I'm probably going to swoop in and grab. Uh, First it I was Provorov. <laughs> yeah, I picked up Provorov. I uh, picked up... Uh, Grizzlick, um, neither of them have been good, which is why they were dropped in the first place. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to bank on their ice time and their uh, like historic numbers and hopefully that they come back and come through. And then I picked up, you know, like Adam Larson and Artem Zub, who are like not going to score a lot of points, but they've got 20 and 14 shots on goal respectively and 39 and 22 hits and 25 and 30 blocks respectively. So they're throwing big numbers on the peripherals. So it's like, even though they're not scoring a lot of points, they're putting up at least 20 to 30 points a night in perifs, which is, uh, which is helpful. That's where you get that consistency baked in. That's right. That's key. You know, I wasn't going to do this, but I think it's a way to just tell who listened to the podcast. Um, Jeff Petrie is on the waiver wire, everybody. So Dude, you should put a claim in and swoop him from Josh. So he doesn't get another a plus defenseman off the waivers oh yeah it'll be so great to have jeff peachtree jonathan <laughs> druan uh Suzuki, Suzuki. and gallagher i'm just gonna like have the whole <laughs> montreal team it's hey, not great i have all of toronto right now and only two of them are doing anything so <laughs> well i can swap you some canadian players right now <laughs> yeah let's do it one day you know we should do a live trade one day three-way <laughs> A live trade, huh? That is ballsy. Three-way ballsy trade. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Also, my goaltending hasn't been very good. Vitek Vanacek has got three wins and nine games played. 
Ooh, I didn't realize Washington was losing that much. Yeah, I didn't either. I do like how Fantrax gives you all those like stats based on the full season. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the stats and Fantrax overall. Like just mm-hmm. sorting through players and looking at different ways of sorting them. Very mobile friendly and finding that a lot more to see than what CBS would provide you, especially on mobile. Oh, yeah. Like you mean having the scores as they come in? <laughs> it is nice to see a goalie win immediately added or lose. The real-time scoring is, is pretty great. Yeah. I mean, really, it's it's just basic fantasy sports functionality, right? <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't be that hard. So Yeah. <laughs> one thing that we did last week, well, two things. The first one, I thought it was fun to kind of point out the player of the week that got the most points in the league. This week, it happened to be my boy, Leon Dreisaitl. Three games, 10 points. Five goals, five assists. Not going to say I'm unhappy about that. Um, Congrats to me. (laughs) And then on top of that, beyond just NHL player that got the most points, the most points in the league last week was, of course, Wahid D'Angelo's Pizzeria with 2,987 points. You know, he for all the complaining he does about McDavid, he ended up giving him 214 points last week. So congrats. <laughs> McDavid and Drysaddle are really it's nice. It's I am hearing a lot of people talking about them around non-hockey related people on social media and things that are seeing different clips and maybe it's some of the ESPN exposure, but especially last week with what McDavid did. Oh my gosh. That one on four. Like it's just it's kind of cool to see them talked about and like, wow, how they do that. Or Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk scores the best goal of his life. And it's the same week McDavid skates around an entire team. <laughs> Nobody's seen Kachuk's goal. I didn't even hear about that goal. Yeah. He receives a pass, tucks it between his legs, and top shelves it behind his back over the goalie's shoulder. Jeez, who? what game was that? Do you know? I, it was last week. I don't know who they were playing, but there was a defenseman right on him. Well, I don't know if it was a defenseman. It was another player from the other team who just totally blew it. And he catches it while spinning, throws it behind his legs, readjusts his hands, and lifts it all behind his back through his legs. Top corner. Like the hurdle goal? It's more, it's crazier than the hurdle goal. Jeez. Because hurdle does behind the legs, but then basically shoots it forward. Yeah. He's doing, he shot it backwards. Unacceptable. Yeah, it's, it is out of this world. I can even imagine like the physics don't look real to me (laughs) oh man poor kachuk he got buried behind mcdavid and who was it that new york sent back to the khl and like everyone was talking about it i didn't hear that was it kravstov yeah kravstov he got some crazy goal that like it was decent but like you know you send a guy who's been in the nhl for a year back to the khl he's probably gonna do that yeah speaking of people going back uh oh don't say it william Eklund, daniel how does it how does it feel in fact let's talk about marco rossi while we're at it oh (laughs) come on (laughs) my rookies have both flourished and died this year (laughs) Well, Marco Rossi didn't so much flourish as he did not play any <laughs> NHL games at all. He just never existed. Uh, yeah, rookies are a bit of a sore subject. Yeah. What And what round was that you drafted him in? I'm not going to say. I want to hear it. You have to search it if you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was round three. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was my solid. second pick in the round three, okay? Hey, solid draft. I drafted like Nylander or something right before him, and then I was like, I can waste a pick because I just got Nylander. 
who is currently my only team name person on my team since the other Willie is gone. But let's see who else was drafted around Marco Rossi. Who didn't even play game. an NHL goal or an NHL game. Are you pulling okay, it up? Because okay. I don't have it. By round. Here we go. And Rossi. All right. So right after Rossi was taken, Mira Heis. Heiskanen. Guy sucks. Vladimir Tarasenko. Guy sucks. Braden Shin. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thomas Chabot, Claude Giroux, Drake Batherson, who's been crushing it for me. Tom Wilson, Zach Wierenski. Still feel good about this? What I regret more is taking Chabot instead of Batherson. Yeah. Yeah, you screwed up big time because uh, <laughs> I swooped in and got that. I, Batherson was on my I got to draft this guy list. And I was like... Same. For sure, he's gonna he's gonna fall later rounds because he's not such a big name. But I had him last year, and he was like all over the place. Yeah. And I was like, it's gonna be him and Brady Kachuk on the first line, just killing it. And you know, drafting in this league is unlike drafting in any other league. Like, <laughs> in no other league would like these random guys go in the first like three or four rounds. But you know, everyone reaches for rookies or is like hot on some dude that was really good last year for somebody that like won the league or whatever. And it's, it's just a crap shoot. I never know what anybody's going to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is crazy. Timo Meyer was drafted in. Oh yeah. Let's talk about him too. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're <laughs> going to do that for sure. But like I drafted Batherson, like 20 players, no 15 players before Timo Meyer who's an established like power forward. Well, yeah, I mean, he is one of those guys that for what, two, three years now has just been mediocre at best. So I, I understand him falling, but I don't understand him being traded. Who, Whatever idiot did that. Who did that? Yeah, let's talk about that trade real quick. I heard Nick traded him. Mm, okay, so it was uh, Timo and a pick, right? No, no. No? What was yeah, it? I traded... Timo Meyer and Jaden Schwartz for Charlie McAvoy and a 14th round pick. And how many points has McAvoy scored since you picked him up? One? Uh, that is a great question. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> I hate this so much. I'm pretty sure it's one. <laughs> three. He has three points since I picked him up. <laughs> and it was <laughs> three points in two games last week. But the Bruins in general just have not been themselves. Yeah. I mean, aside from the four goal game from Bergeron, which Ooh. everyone knows is called a cock trick. All right. Thank you, <laughs> Joe Thornton, for that. So, yeah, aside from that, like they have been like pasta has not been very good. Oh, yeah. He's uh, real bad. Taylor Hall's been not very good. They've got to figure it out, man. They're still a one line team, except that one line is not the best anymore. Yeah. And losing Krejci was clearly a much worse problem than they expected. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were just like, oh, Charlie Coyle can do it. Yeah. I don't think so. (laughs) You know, one other segment we did last week that I'm going to repeat the winner of that last week, but also the new people, just because I need to rub it in to that one person. But this segment is called, Wow, My Bench. The winner of the first week matchup, because it's now week five and we're still talking about week one, (laughs) was uh, Tyler Lasky had something like 340 points on his bench. And it's a daily roster league. If in case you guys forgot, you deserve to be roasted for that. Um, Congrats. 
And last week, we had another commissioner on the board here, and that would be the Joshua Case. Congrats for leaving 255 points on your bench, dude. How did, and was that a goalie start and Brady? I don't, there wasn't a goalie involved. Oh, I had Zucker. Zucker had a, like a three point game on my bench. Yep. Zucker. Cause I swapped him out for Drewan. Zucker, Brady, and Brandon Gallagher, all with like yeah. 65 plus points. Whew. So the Brady one, uh, I actually got screwed because Fantrax is new and I had done the whole like automatically move active players and it moved somebody off of my ir oh what yeah because i had multiple ir players so there's like ir guys on my bench i don't know it moved somebody off of my ir and he was put as active because he had a game and brady was just on the bench and i didn't check it so my fault for not checking it the other two were actually choices i decided to start other guys so i blew it classic but at least you still won by like 300 points so it wouldn't have made a difference i mean it would have made a difference in the <laughs> the overall score which would have been helpful but also in nick's <laughs> his state of mind yeah you you just did it to help him really yeah make him feel a little better that's yeah. nice of you actually i'm looking right now and i'm noticing that there is another bench that was bigger than yours last week josh oh and it is from another person who won, so it wouldn't have affected the outcome. But Mike Perry, 445 points, bud. Oh, that's big money. We got Pius Suter with 90 points. Oh, man. We got Scott Lawton with 125 points and JT Miller with 111. Got to change that. I could see sitting Lawton and uh, what was the first one? Pius Suter. Yeah, I could yeah, see that. I could see sitting those guys and just being like oh i'm choosing other guys but jt miller man that's a that's a rough one yeah he had i think all of that came in their final game on sunday too they like came out of nowhere and actually scored a bunch of goals for once all of that to say remember to set your lineups people psa the more you know more you know and do you guys have the notification uh to where you get the little reminder every day I do, but since yeah, do. Uh, daylight savings kicked in on Sunday, it has not been working for me. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I just missed it. Maybe I, you know, I've been using focus modes on my phone, and perhaps that is part of it. I need to look into that. I found that helpful. Um, yeah, it is a little bit of a. I don't know. After after doing this league for a few years, it kind of got ingrained in me. You only have to do it once. So yeah, I still find myself uh, forgetting that. Definitely easy to forget. Okay, let's see. There was. A- trades that happened this week let me bring this up because i keep getting ghosted (laughs) by all you people and it's making me very unhappy this is the first week where trades uh got people talking in a while yeah well waheed comments on all of them but sometimes (laughs) it just goes unnoticed (laughs) let's see adam had let's see was it two two trades this week was it two both with matthew interesting oh yeah i forgot about the first one i did too (laughs) We had Adam trade because like, he still hurt. <laughs> yeah, Adam traded Erickson Eck to Matt Baca for Victor Olafson. I think that's a good trade. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about that. What what is what are you looking for out of wait? So you get Olafson, right? Yeah. Okay, so that that's because you like Buffalo. It must be right. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a fair trade though because Erickson Eck, while he's the top line center, he's Erickson Eck, so he's On really dependent. <laughs> yeah, he's dependent on what. 
Kaprizov and his other winger are doing, whether that's Zuccarello or whoever, I don't know. I think right now it's Fiala, but he's still not doing uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I just needed some winger help, and he's left and right wing. And just based on some Buffalo podcasts, everyone's saying what he's done so far is sustainable. So why not have a guy on my team who's good, considering how bad Darlene is? <laughs> hey, he scored this week. He did. He did. But he also got just absolutely burned, hands down burned. <laughs> By the San Jose Sharks. I always say that Olafson is like a better LeBanc. Mm. Like just more scoring and more NHL ready. Like LeBanc, power play quarterback, maybe, you know, but Olafson for sure. Yeah. Speaking of LeBanc, I believe he got moved as well. He, he did. did. Wow. Look at that. Segways. I like it. <laughs> We're pros. <laughs> Let's see. That trade involved Mitchell and Mike. And we had Mike sending Anders Lee and a fifth round draft pick next year to Mitch for Alec Martinez and Kevin LeBanc. And my first reaction is just questionable, especially since LeBanc is currently not playing. And Martinez was picked up on waivers just a couple yes. weeks prior. <laughs> Which was a shock to me. I, I thought that Mitch had drafted Martinez and coming to find out that Martinez was actually a pickup. I think that trade is great without the pick. I think that would be fine. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate probably for Mike because I think he's probably frustrated with Lee who right after he got traded decided to wake up. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the hard part about trading in this early in the season. You know, you're you're basing these moves for guys like Lee who haven't performed on a couple of weeks of play and hoping that it sticks around for them. But sometimes it doesn't work out. You're right. It, the trade's fine if you don't look at the pick. Cause I think like, you know, Lee, you're trading low, but if, if you're, if you're like, Hey, I need defensive help. You're basically saying like, okay, whatever the gap is between Lee and LeBanc is what I'm giving up to acquire Martinez. Right. And that I think is good. And Martinez is like, you know, one of the top players for hits and blocks, which for our league is great. But yeah, he's just not a super dependable guy for offense. Yeah. I mean, he's got three assists in nine games, pretty much what you'd expect from him. Yeah. I think last year he actually had a pretty decent year. But again, I mean, like what everyone said a million times, it was a COVID year. So yeah. I feel like everything is just erasable. <laughs> So this next trade Oof. is a big one. I don't know if I think I have to, to leave the mic for this one. <laughs> There's just a lot to it. There's a lot to like sort of number crunch in your brain <laughs> to try to figure out what you like or don't like about it. You know, it feels kind of like a Tyler trade where there's just like a lot of things involved. So many things that like it's it's very difficult to determine if it's really fair or not. Yeah, it's a tough one. So hold up. So the both picks are going to Adam, right? That's correct. Okay. And then Adam is aqu also acquiring Dobson and Bob's mm -hmm. and moving Sororkin, Norris, and Carlson. You know, I think that's probably a pretty good trade. I think um, Bobrovsky and Sorokin, like Sororkin is obviously like on a hot streak right now. So if that is sustainable, if he keeps up this hot streak for the entire season, you got smoked, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because he'll, he'll win the, the uh, Vezina. But I, I doubt that's the case. And the Bobs and Sororkin is probably going to even out. And then uh, I like Dobson a lot. He's probably equal to Carlson. And then you're basically giving up Norris for the picks. So 
which those pretty are good, I think. Great picks yeah. for Norris alone. I think the trade itself is pretty good. Yeah, I took Norris sixth, so got a fifth and an eighth. Not bad. And don't forget, I also have Spencer Knight, who with Bob's, it's kind of a, I don't have to think about it quite as much. Yeah. So on one of the best yeah. teams. So in my long game plan, yeah. <laughs> you can just A, B them and get the goalie starts for every game, which is nice. And Dobson, yeah, I, think I think he's, I'm interested in Dobson. I don't, I don't know what to expect from him, but at least he's not a throwaway piece. Maybe later on, but for now he's worth holding. Yeah, for sure. I liked Dobson. I had him for most of the season last year and, um, they were going back and forth between him and Letty, and now Letty's gone. So he should have power play one the entire year. Yeah, now it's between him and Pulak, our favorite player on this podcast. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Dobson wins that battle. And who traded Pulak? I did. <laughs> the Poo has left the locker, everybody. The Poo locker, dude. <laughs> yeah, I got to admit, I'm a little dense because it didn't dawn on me um, that my name was a uh, play on Pulak for the longest time. <laughs> my, my mind immediately went to Cliff Poo who was a prospect for the Sabres several years ago. And I was like, man, Tyler really, he went deep looking for a Sabre. <laughs> that so, is very deep. That would be very deep. You know, it's oh, embarrassing man. in retrospect. Uh, <laughs> so real quick, I want to bring up one uh, free agent right now who has only played two games, but is currently leading in the fantasy points per game category of available free agents. And that's, Andreas Athanasiu, mm-hmm. who has one goal and two assists in his two games. Who is going to pick that guy up? He's only center eligible. Let me do it right now, dude. You're mm-hmm. going to do it? You're picking him up? <laughs> Dan's only got one pick left for this week. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> be shooting myself in the foot. I'm curious if his performance has to do with Arvidsson being out. They're not the same position, so probably not. But I think that they're probably playing him on the wing. I don't know that for sure. I haven't watched any Ooh, good games, question. but he doesn't have any faceoffs, So it's a very good chance. I didn't realize that he hadn't played, but two games. Yeah. Same. I saw his name show up tonight and I was like, oh, I forgot about him, but interesting. And they just wrecked the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is upsetting. Yeah. They've got him on wing with Deneau at center. I'm pretty sure nobody likes his defensive game. So nobody wants to put like no NHL GMs like Athanasio on center so they always move him so he's playing wing interesting every time that they played the sharks i always thought randy was saying happy to see you has the puck (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's better than ass blood (laughs) yeah that's all i hear (laughs) ass blood with the puck something he may be on the he may be on my team by the time this podcast comes out so (laughs) Uh uh, he's a center right now but (laughs) Fantrax does update positions. So, did they update? Uh, who was it you were looking for? Kakanimi. Yeah, Kakanimi got it um, at the 10 game mark, which jives with what I had heard is it takes about 10 games of consistently playing a different position before they'll change it. So. Interesting. Will they, tr- will they change positions for players that are on your roster? Yeah, Kakanimi got the left wing this weekend. Would they take away in eligibility, though? Mm, that's a good question. Because if I pick someone up as a winger and then they take it away, I'm going to be livid. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so they just added it to his center status? Correct. Yeah. That's he good. hasn't played center this year at all. I don't think Athanasiu has either. Zero face-off wins, zero face-off losses. I'm curious because in, in the offseason, I noticed Fantrax removed eligibility for a handful of guys. 
So I'm wondering if like throughout the season, they're like adding on, like adding a left wing to a center or something. And then in the off season, maybe they pull it back in case they come back and play center or whatever. For sure. I know Nietzsche's had a, he was center winger at one point on fan tracks and now he's only right wing. Hmm. So he lost it in the off season. He lost the center, but. Ah, yeah, maybe that's it then. There's there's a certain date that they do that for everybody. They mm-hmm. update all the rosters, um, and then I think as the season goes along, they adjust them. But yeah, there is a certain date when it's just a bulk change, so it might be helpful for when you're looking at contracts to make sure, especially if you have a hunch this guy shouldn't be the position he's marked at. Keep an eye on that. Don't count on it when you're signing someone. Smart. Yeah. So Adam, tell me this about the Sabers. They've got on the left side of the defense, they have Dolan, Jacob Bryson, and Christian Wollinen. All of those guys are supposed to be offensive defensemen, right? Yeah, Wollinen came in tonight. He's a new ad. They kicked off uh, Will Butcher because he's been awful. Oh, they sent Will Butcher down? Wow, I forgot that. I think he might have just gotten the night off. I can't imagine that he's done, but he's been pretty bad. The Sabres overall have been pretty bad, though. They've definitely fallen off. They're back to well, where they should be. They weren't supposed to be very good to start with, but they also have mm-hmm. Middlestat and Olafson and Craig also Anderson, true. who's been their best goalie by far on the IR. And also the newly acquired Alex Tuck is on IR and Henry uh, Yoki Harju. So very that's true. quite a bit of dudes, like guys who you would be expect to be regulars in the lineup. Because I'm looking at the lineup and there's like dudes that I'm like, who is that? <laughs> you know, like who's Routsalainen? I don't know that guy. He's yeah, he's just someone that could be good, but isn't yet. They have a, that's I mean that's the bulk of what their team is. Um, but the other yeah, injuries are have been brutal. If you've noticed, I picked up Middlestat the other day. Should come back this weekend. Maybe. I didn't even realize he was injured until you picked him up. Yeah, he's uh, and he had a good end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. and played nine minutes in his in the first game before getting injured. So it's really the jury's out on if he's any good or not. But if anybody's going to step up, it's got to be him. Yeah. He's that age. He's got the experience and he has the expectations that if someone on this team is going to fill that role, it's him. He has to be better than Cody Eakin is at this point in Cody <laughs> Eakin's career. Oh, so. Anybody is better than Cody Eakin, dude. Oh, man. You got to watch the <laughs> video I posted earlier where oh, – yeah takes it from Ovechkin, Ovechkin like falls on his face and he can take it and scores. It's amazing. I did see it. I did see it. You know, no. you give somebody a gift, they're, <laughs> they're going to capitalize, but. Obi won't be feeling too good about that one. Obi doesn't care about defensive stats, dude. He's just looking for goals. <laughs> All right. One, one more, one more little topic. What, what's going to happen with Evander Kane? Should I keep him on my roster? Oh, uh, I think he's honestly going to play. Yeah, I think that sending William Eklund back was basically saying, like, there's no room for him when Kane comes back, and it makes the most sense to send him down. Because, like, who else are they going to move down? Nobody. Unfortunately, I think he plays. I don't want, really want him to play, but ideally he scores 20 goals in 20 games, and then they, they trade him or something at the <laughs> deadline. That would be fantastic. I mean, who... If he doesn't play and they don't have Eklund, who else plays? Is there anybody? Yeah. I mean, they have they have players to move up. It's just... Better than Eklund? No. <laughs> That's the problem. Is like, okay, like, you got Matt Nieto and 
Timo Meyer and Jonah Gadjevich, Andrew Cogliano, Rudolph Spalsers, Nick Bonino, like all of those guys can play on the left side. John Leonard. So there's a bunch of dudes, you know, like are the, are any of those guys better than Eklund or Evander Kane? Probably not. I, I, the other day, I think you told me that Gadjevich was. No, Gadjevich is the worst. Get him out. Get him out of here. <laughs> I, the Sharks right now, their fourth line is upsetting. Their yeah. third and fourth line is upsetting. I mean, they have so many, so many out to COVID is the problem. I can't, this has lasted, I feel like, longer than any other team. But at the same time, it's, I mean, they're clearly the team that I pay the most attention to. So maybe that's why. Yeah, I heard that a couple guys skated today. That's good. Uh, Vlasic and LeBanc being, oh, and Shemek. I completely forgot Vlasic was a person on this earth. <laughs> yeah well hopefully he remembers he's a hockey player and he's supposed <laughs> to play good hockey uh we'll see yeah the second power play for unit for the sharks right now is is upsetting so if you, if you want to see what injury and covid does to a team that's what it is so yeah long story short adam i think i would hold him hold him until at least the suspension is over and see what they do because it is a really good chance he plays it's going to be an interesting narrative to follow mm-hmm. a few more he's weeks. taking up a bench spot right because he can't be put on ir so that's correct that's a painful hold oh yeah, yeah that's true. it is yeah but you're looking for that top of first overall pick aren't you <laughs> i mean if it happens it won't be bad but i'm, I'm waiting for my christmas gifts i'm going to be getting back <laughs> from my guys in december i'll be getting malkin cooch Maybe Kane. That's quite the 2022 entry right there. And maybe Mr. Eichel after the Olympics. So we'll see what happens. Got my goalie situation figured out. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, you're set there. So real quick, uh, Bertuzzi has nine goals for and 15 points. But I was originally looking up Ovechkin, who has 11 goals in 12 games. So he could score 70 goals if he maintains his pace. Amazing. I want to see him break the record, so I'm a big fan of what he's doing. Yeah, me too. I'm a huge fan. Troy Terry with eight goals. Hey, Dan. Hey, who's that? <laughs> Dude, probably my favorite waiver pickup of the year so far, even though I have Puliarvi too. But this dude has a point in every single game. Pretty insane. And I, I mean, who the hell knows if that's sustainable, but <laughs> he's killing it right now, and I'm loving it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at least you can't complain too much about some of those pickups because pool party's also been nice. Um, yeah, kind of makes up for the Rossi and the you got cider and you, uh, yep, Byram, which he's not on your team anymore, but yeah, you got a lot of rookies. <laughs> like I did, guys. yes, yeah, I'm, I'm still rocking Mason McTavish and oh, damn, <laughs> and Cole Sillinger. Sillinger has actually panned out quite nicely for a few games, yeah. Apparently, Jonathan Dolan, as of uh, when did they play Saturday, was leading the rookie scoring race in goals, which he has five, which is kind of shocking to me. But that may have changed in two days. (laughs) Lucas Raymond passed Dolan for the rookie goal leader. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) That guy's killing it. Yeah, it's kind of funny to to see why he'd get another guy that's maybe worth signing for three years just because of how he's going to fret about it the whole time <laughs> the number the, the number of times we talked about whether Kepper's off should be signed over the summer was quite enjoyable and he hates it he hates having <laughs> this guy signed oh, every yeah. time he has a bad game he's like 
it was such a mistake. <laughs> yes. And oh, can we talk about today? A couple hours ago, he was talking about how horrible Huberto is. He said, Huberto sucks balls, three goals, and shit for him. Well, the dude has 12 points in 12 games. How much more do you want? Hubs is always so quiet. He's just like he is a quiet player. And then at the end of the season, he's got 75 points. And you're just like, huh. Exactly. And it's funny because, I mean, 12 points in 12 games, but he's got a handful of scoreless ones. So, like, he does score in bunches. So you'd think that you'd, like, hear about it, but nope. I think there's just too much talent on that team that he just kind of gets lost in the mix. Cursed with talent. <laughs> and I, I will remind everybody, I predicted Florida to win the cup this year, and so far that's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good, although <laughs> who's the coach now? Was, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Congratulations, boys. I Congrats think on the week. we did this one right. Congrats, Nick. You're going to get a win this week. Yes, congrats, Nick. I will be rooting for you, but also think it would be hilarious if the poo locker comes through. And it would just, honestly, it would really just lend credence to the curse. All right, guys, we'll be seeing you around the wire. Yes. My phone lines are always <laughs> open if you want to make a deal. Your phone lines are always oh. busy, bud. <laughs> Let's go. All right, we'll see you all on Discord. Peace. All right, everybody. That's it. Episode one is a wrap. Thanks for listening. I hope to see you the rest of the season. And we'll be back next week, I think, uh, with more. And I also want to thank Andrew Stanton, our very own, for the awesome soundtrack that we've had for this podcast.